Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again everyone and welcome to Belmont Banter. And uh, I know I've said it before and I've said that we've got a special guest on that we have tonight. We've got Steve Marshall on. Steve, it's a pleasure to have you on, mate. And you're going to start off by telling us about your earliest memory as far as football's concerned. Yeah, my earliest memory, Tony, I mean, it starts in Peterborough. I was born and bred in Peterborough. And uh, I, when I was age six or seven years old, then I, was, I used to go and watch my dad, who played for a works team. And, uh, and he was a goalie. And I used to dive down. I used to dive down behind the behind the goal for for a gap in the fence, and I used to boot the ball, whether it was me or with my sister or whoever was down there. We used to boot the ball against an old factory, and for hours, for what seemed hours, it probably wasn't. But and I could always see my dad because he was he was up there in goal, and I could probably see the other end of the pitch as well. That's so that, that's my that's that's my first memory, and it got me into the dressing room as well a little bit. Obviously not for long. There's, a, there's always a lot, a lot of language around time. <laughs> but he, he, he tried to protect me, my dad. I think, he, you know, there, there was there was a lot of characters in that side, and uh, yeah. So that that was that was my first memory. Was was he playing sort of semi-professional, or what was his team like? Well, I mean, I think he played a little bit. I think he said he played for Tooting and Mitchum when he was younger, but up in Peterborough, he he didn't. He, he played in the Peterborough League. You know, in the in the in the relatively lower lower reaches, but he just played for his works. He worked for Freeman's Mail Order, who were based up in Peterborough, and and they they had they had a nice ground and they had a nice social club, and and he played for them. I mean, they had they they had some real good players playing for them. Some of them, a guy called Quay Goldsmith, he ended up playing for Peterborough about four or five years after after he played for Freeman. So he was yeah, he was a good player. Wow, good characters though, characters. Yeah, you get them, don't you? You do get them in football. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah. So I mean, after after that, Tony, I mean, that, that kind of got me got me the bug of football, and and, uh, and I, I played for my school. I think it was yeah, third and fourth year, which is now year five and year six, and and I was a forward, and I did I, I did well, and 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 yeah, so that that was my first first taste of playing in a team. Were you quite tall as a youngster, or, or was it a late spurt? Uh, no, no, I was I was one of the bigger ones at school. Yeah, I was I wasn't massive or anything, but I wasn't I certainly wasn't the tallest. But uh, yeah, I was I was I was okay at, at that age. So I was I was okay for a centre forward, and I was quite quick. Then so. <laughs> so you've always played up front then? Oh no, 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 I haven't actually. But we'll we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but, yeah, so. When, when I, after 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 primary school, Tony, I, I, the school I went to didn't actually play football, and they they played rugby and cricket. So I, I played for a team called Walton, and and played with some friends that I knew, and 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 everything was was going okay. Still playing up front, and and but but I was at school, so yeah, I didn't really get that school that, that school playing, and and it wasn't as it wasn't as serious. There was no representative or nothing like that. Um, and we went to, we, we, our, 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 the team Walton, we, we went, uh, 
um, we went to about under 13s and then and then uh, we moved over to a, well about four or five of us moved over to a club called St John Fisher and St John Fisher was a was kind of a school club type thing and and, and then then things sort of picked up a little bit for me there I'm, I got a bit of recognition and and did okay played up front and and then I, and then under 15s believe it or not Tony I got picked for the Peterborough boys side and, and the guy played me sweeper what he, what he used to do, he, he, he used to, they he played three at the back with two real good centre-halves and he used to put me behind and I used to play a bit. <laughs> I used to come out with the ball. Do you know what? It worked. It, yeah. I, I don't know how. I mean, as we'll come to later on, I, I, I got found out in the end. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was really a, I was really a forward. But yeah, I mean, at age 15, I was a forward. I was, I was a, a centre-half. Yeah, but I was always bombing forward. I couldn't help it because <laughs> I was I was a forward up until that point. And how long how long did you stay in that position then? Well, I was from from about under fifteens, under sixteens. I was I was playing there, and then the, the team St John Fisher kind of run its course, and and the guy who was running it um, had some contact with a non league club uh, called Baker Perkins. Now, do you know? Do you remember the company Baker Perkins, Tony? I don't refresh my memory. Well, well, well they, they used to make printing presses and um, baking equipment, and they were a big company in Peterborough. And they had they had a non-league team that was in the United Counties League. Now, the United Counties League is the is the equivalent to the Kent League up there. And and they had a they had a really beautiful works ground. West it was called Westwood Works, but it was Alma Road and Alma Road. Everyone knew Alma Road. It was a it was a ground that was right in the centre of town, about a mile away from the town centre, and it was the only non-league ground with floodlights, apart from obviously Peterborough United. Baker Perkins had a real good reputation as being a big club that had floodlights, which was you know for for the for, at the time that was it was it was great. And and our youth team moved over there on mass. And what they did is they they set up a, a Baker Perkins youth team. And our year, so they have two, we have two years at under-18s, and our year ended up being the first year of, of the under-18s. And, and that is where, essentially, I, I probably got my start in football. If I hadn't have had that, then I, I'm not sure I would have, I would have you know, continued to, to keep on progressing. Because as soon as I got there, I, st- I started at centre-half. Like I said, soon got found out against some good sides and good centre-forwards. And they put me up front back up front because the manager knew that I'd played up front before and and so I, I ended up I, I ended up I ended up getting into the reserves and doing okay for a couple of games and the, and the manager the manager for the first team so Baker Perkins were at the lower reaches of the United Counties League and, and what they did is they they struggled you know there was some there were some good clubs Hull Beach, Spalding, Bourne Town Clubs like that, you, you you may have heard of them, Tony. You may not. Yeah, I've heard of Spalding, definitely. Yeah, but Baker Perkins were at the lower reaches of that that end, and, and the manager the manager decided to take a bit of a punt on me in a cup game in a in a what was the Hinchinbrook Cup. I'll never forget it. It was my debut for the, for Baker Perkins first team at Elmer Road in front of quite a big crowd, a couple of hundred people, and and I got four goals first first game. And the manager, the manager, my dad, my dad told me, he really, a nice story. The manager, again, Paul Arthur, God rest his soul, he, he's died now. But he turned around to the to the to the crowd or to the to the stand, and he just went, "Oh, 
he told you so. <laughs> and, my dad, and, my, and my dad and my dad said he couldn't believe it. And I think there was a bit of I, I think he got a bit well not a bit of stick for picking me, but there was some experienced guys there, guys like Gary Scotcher, Dave McQuillan. These guys were real, you know, top players in that area. And and it, it, you know that that Paul Arthur took a took a gamble on me and. And it, yeah, it paid off, and that was my start. From then on, it went downhill that season. <laughs> I was a, I was a 17-year-old playing in a man's league, and the United Counties League, tough league, real tough league. And and they, I, it was a relegation battle, and I, I eventually we ended up getting as you know enough points. And Paul, Paul, the manager, said to me, Paul and Dave Lamb, who's the assistant, they said to me. Um, they said, uh, well, you know, there's no pressure on us now. We're, we're safe and you're going to play now to the end of the season. And then I picked up again. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, yeah, I know. Age 17, you don't know. You, you're, you, you don't know the pressures of what's going on. You're just yeah. trying to sort of make your way in the game. Yeah. But soon, as soon as that pressure was off, all of a sudden I picked up again to the end of that season. So that was in the February. That's, that was in the February of about 89, 88, 89 it was. And and yeah, that, that was that was my start. And then I was then I was then I was there. Then I was away. You was away. So, mm. so still in Peterborough. Yes, yeah, still did, in Peterborough. Did you, yep. did you stay with the side, the same team? Yeah, stayed stayed with the stayed with the side the following season. Um, well, it, it, on and off for about three or four seasons. That 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 was that was kind of my home. And the following season, I was still playing in the under 18s because uh, it was my second season. I'm playing in the first team as well. Played played a few Vars games. Played a few FA Cup games, you know, brilliant, you know, fantastic. And and then I got a real bad injury. I got I got injured. Um, I, I did my medial knee ligaments, and I was in plaster. And I tried to come back too quick, and it wasn't right. And I kind of I kind of drifted away because I knew I knew things weren't right with with my with my knee. And and then I moved away. I moved away. I moved away from home. Went away to college and lived in London for a couple of years. But I was travelling back to Peterborough to obviously see parents, see friends, and back to football. So yeah. I kept going back to Baker Perkins, and eventually, eventually, we, we sort of, you know, we didn't fall out or anything, but it was just, I've, got, I've kind of limped back into the side. But then, back back then, Tony, there, there was the, the works teams that were doing well in non-league football were starting to, they, they, they weren't really, they weren't really using their facilities to the best of their, to the best of their um, abilities, and they they decided to sell Alma Road, so they ended up being 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 like a nomad club. Yeah, but that that lasted for a couple of years, and I think I think I signed for Stanford for a little while during the during this this period for a guy called Chris Corby, and and uh, he he was he he he, um, he persuaded me to go there, and I wasn't really fit, Tony. You know, I, I, someone asked me, and I went, and I I wasn't there for very long, and I just sort of limp back into whatever else I was you know living in London it wasn't great and uh, and and so so that was that was that was Baker Perkins and then it turned into APV Baker um Peterborough City which was the, all the same club but they they moved around for different grounds and the old fortress ground in Peterborough which is not not there anymore and 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 then I did all right in one season I ended up doing in one season I played with a guy Called Dale Watkins, who was a, was a school friend of mine, and he went on to, he he went off and did a YTS at Sheffield United, and, and he turned up at Baker Perkins or Peterborough City, 
And me and him played really well together for about half a season. A guy called a guy called Alan Day signed me for Ainsbury Rovers, and at the, in, in halfway through the, the season, and and he was he was one of these guys, a bit like Tommy Sampson, a bit like John Roseman. He was a real character in that area, and he, you'd always assemble a good side. And when he just when he decided to to, to sign me, when he when he approached me, sign, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when Alan Day, Alan Day, blimey. Oh, yeah. And I signed and I signed for them, Ainsbury Rovers, which is a club in St. Neots, Tony, which is about 20 miles south of Peterborough. And and, and things really took off for me there. I, I did well the rest of that season. And the following season, I think it was about 90, I think it was 93, 1993. I, I scored about 25, 20 goals before Christmas. And I was really, I was flying, I was loving it there. It was, it was, it was the you know the best time that I'd ever had. Yeah. I was fit. And and then all of a sudden, as as often happens at these clubs, the chairman decided to leave. So that meant that 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 meant that the manager left, and that means half the players left. And and I got approached. I got approached by Boston United, believe it or not, and they persuaded me to go there with a bit of wrangling with the club because I, I think they had a contract that was that I was on, but I think it was an under the under the counter contract, and. Um, and they, they 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 did a deal together, and and I ended up signing for them. And it was the worst thing I ever did. I wish I'd stayed there. It was uh, it was it was too, yeah it was too high level for me. Um, a guy uh, the manager was a guy called Peter Morris, who was a real got a real pro- proven track record of of signing non league players and moving them moving them on and getting them into getting them into the program, which is how he sold it to me. But he did it. He didn't just do it for me. He did it for about three or four other players yeah. at exactly the same time. And and I didn't. I didn't do very well. And after a month, he released me. He just said, "Yep." Yeah. He said, yeah, "I'm releasing you now, and you can you can go and sign for whoever you want." Okay. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. So after a month, Tony. Wow. After a month. Yeah. I think yeah. I had two substitute appearances, and I travelled the length and breadth of the country. Whitley Bay, Morecambe, places like that. That was, uh, yeah, that was that was that was my experience with um, with playing for them, Boston. And how do you feel you played looking back now? No, I didn't do very well, and I didn't really didn't I, I didn't do myself justice. But fair enough. They, they, yeah, there's there's no they, I can I can try and dress it up and make excuses, but you, you sometimes know. And there was players there, Tony, who who I used to watch when I was thirteen or fourteen, play for Peterborough. People like uh, Noel Luke, David Riley. These are these are Paul Bastock was still there. He was in goal, and they were all good guys. You know, no, no it's, it's, I just didn't do very well, and I wasn't I wasn't good enough. <laughs> I, I know. Pays to be honest, Steve. You know, you yeah, yeah. On I mean, the table, there, there was there, there was there was no two ways about it. And after a month and, and being released, I, I ended up. I went to a club called Holbeach, and Holbeach is another another club in the United Counties. So I dropped down another. Well, I was back to my level where I was, and 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 there I was. Uh, Steve Evans signed me. You know the Gillingham manager now. Yeah. Steve, Steve Steve signed me, and um and after after a month or so there, Alan Day asked me to go back with him, and he'd taken over at Spalding, and and uh, you know it just didn't work out at Holbeach. And and I signed back for Alan Day for for Spalding, and I stayed there until until about ninety 
By 96, yeah, that was when I came down to Kent. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. So that was, uh, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah. What was the reason <laughs> for moving down to Kent then? I moved down for work, Tony. Oh, right. Yeah, I got a job in Maystone at Printers. Yeah. And it was it was just yeah, it was better better prospects for me for me down here and and yeah, there was there was there was that was that was the reason why I came. And how did you get yourself back into the football down down at Maidstone then? What was the first step? Well, uh it was Barry Bundock. Barry Bundock. Do you remember Barry? Yes, I do. He was involved yeah. with the league, wasn't he? Barry Bundock. Yeah, Barry Bundock was was a guy and he 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 met um he met up with Sharon, who was my ex wife. And he, they, um, and I, I think that they started talking about football, and and then it was my name was mentioned, and he said come down to Shepherd. So that was where we met our old friend, Tony. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mr. Roseman. Yeah, Mr. Roseman, and yeah. John Roseman was the manager, and this was in I think it was '96. Yeah, I think it was the 96-97 season. So it was a, yeah, so I moved down in in '96. There was there was no football when I when I moved down, and then once the season started, I I managed to I managed to get myself known to to Mr. Roseman, and I made my debut against Whitstable. What at yeah. Sheffield or at Whitstable? It was it was at Faversham's ground. All oh, right, yes, yeah. So it was a it was a it was a midweek game, and I knew no one. And I turned up, and I think Lee Boston scored two goals, and I, I, I won't forget that no. because it, that was my first ever game. And I came on a sub, and you know nothing, nothing happened. And then, and then the following Saturday, I came on a sub and I scored. <laughs> so yeah. that was there. Yeah, that was away you go. That starts it, yeah. Yeah, that was away you go. So that was that was that was where I first came across John. Good side did he have there? Yeah, well, that that that, that Sheppy that season, Sheppy, it, it was the season after they won the league. So, so what they, so where they had um, uh, Phil Collins up front, Dave Powell, Andy Biggington up front. I think for their league winning side, I think I wasn't there, but the people tell me. Um, but those three weren't there, but some of the other side were. So you, you had Paul Bagley, you had Colin Ford was still playing, uh, you had Terry Cordice. You had, yeah, so, so it's that, that, that was Laney, of, Laney there at the time. Laney was in goal, yeah. Laney was in goal, yeah. Brilliant. I mean, Laney, Laney was Laney. All of those characters, every one of those those guys that I've mentioned, brilliant guys. Scott Forbes was there. Wow. Yeah, he was. He was there. What a uh, side. And yeah, it was. It was. It was a good side. And up front, we we had Mark Greatrix. Do you remember him? Yes, I do. Glenn Payne. Lee Annett and Steve Marshall. And well, well, yeah, but I was just <laughs> who the hell's he? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like that, Tony. You yeah. can't you can't just you can't just bowl into an area and no. you, know, you have to you have to inch your way into the you have to inch your way into the scene. Mm. And that's what I did. Yeah, that's what that's what I did for the rest of that season. I was sort of, yeah, I think I got 12 or 13 goals and I managed to st- managed to stick around the following season and, and where did they go then I went to that I think they they went to Canterbury then yes. I think they, they um uh, yeah I think uh, John was still the manager and then Mal Mal Watkins took over during that during that season and and it was it was a similar side but there was some new additions 
and we had a real good side that year. And he brought in some friends of his, Neil Pheasant, um, Neil Neil Mal and Terry were were prison guards, and they were tough. Oh, Tony, they were just they were so tough. They were so hard. They used to they used to rock the opposition and. It just made it for, for forwards. It was it was brilliant. They they got it forward. Matt Toms played for us. Wayne Barlow, Glenn Barlow was yeah. there. Laney was still there. Cliff Hearn, you know these yeah. these 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 guys. These guys who were the kind of yeah they 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 won't say it, but they're, they're legends of of Kent football. Those guys. Well, you you've just rocked through about six or seven people that I've had on the podcast. Yeah, I know. I've heard them all. Time. I've heard them all. Incredible. <laughs> They're brilliant. And isn't it weird how many lives John Roseman's touched? John Roseman, yeah, yeah. he has. But he was a real. He, he used to bring everyone together. Tony. Yeah. He used to create a real good team spirit. He did wherever wherever he went. He was a character. There's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, he's a real character. And he used to get players around. He used to get players. There was, I mean, there was, there was even, even then. I've heard you, you guys talk about the London crew at, at, um, at Whitstable. Yeah. He had the same. At, he had the same at Sheffield. So he would have players, um, players like, oh, Paul Eggington, Eggy, brilliant player, Brian Henry, who was a goalkeeper. He was a character. Didn't play too much, but he was a real good character to have in the in the dressing room in the yeah. side. Uh, Perry Whedon, who's yeah, once again, he's he passed away now. Braggy and Braggy was at Sheppey as well. Yeah, these guys came down and and they they just added so much to to the the whole scene and I loved it. I absolutely loved it, Tony. Yeah, it sounds as if you did. And you just touched on something there. You said all about all the guys in, you know, the, the atmosphere, the the camaraderie. Yeah. That really. Somebody said to me the other day, over a season, that will win you ten points. That togetherness, that bonding. Doesn't matter how good you are, that will get you another ten points. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that that can ever be underestimated. Your team spirit. You can have, you can managers can assemble who they like. Um, finances can often dictate who who you get to a club. But what that can't do, what the finances can't do, is it, it can't build that spirit. It can't because you can end up you can end up with a, a an incorrect mix of players. It just won't work, no matter how good the players are. Yeah, no, it, it's really good to hear you talk like that because that's my feelings about football as well. It's it's about the guys on the pitch, but it's about the whole of it as well. It's about the feeling around the club. It's about the committee and how involved they are, the supporters. You know, every, they all every, play a part, every, don't they? Every, every, everything plays a part and you throw it all into the mix and sometimes it just doesn't it just doesn't work. But when it does work, Tony, it... it, it... <laughs> It, and, and I've been lucky enough, and, it, and it's worked at many clubs that I've been to. Some clubs it hasn't, yeah. but most of the clubs that I've been to have been a real good dressing room, a real good mix of people, real good mix of guys with behind the scenes as well. And you know, I'm I'm now a little bit involved in a in a in a different in a different sporting club, but I can I know now know what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. That I never thought I would. Yeah, <laughs> I sure. Never I'd, yeah, I never thought I'd, I'd I'd get involved in anything like that. At the time, then you're at Sheppey still, but you're playing at Canterbury because they were they were a bit of a nomad club for a while, weren't they, Sheppey? Yeah, they didn't have a ground for a while, and and that's that season that Mal was the manager. Well, he was manager for three quarters of the season or most of the season. I can't remember exactly when when John decided to leave, 
but that season I, I won the golden boot that year so I, was, I, I did that was that was a good season for me and then and then and then um and then I John approached me to go to Chatham John towards the end of the season or it was it might have even been yeah it was towards the end of the season he approached me so next season would you like to come to Chatham and I, I, do you know what? He, he persuaded me, and I wanted to go, so I agreed to go with him. And he ended up, he ended up not not staying at Chatham. So I, I agreed with him that we, I would go to where where his next club was, and it was Cray. So the following season, I, I ended up at Cray, which was a bit bit of a bit of a surprise for me because I lived in Sittingbourne, and, and Sheppey, unbeknown to me, decided to take over Central Park. So I'm living in Sittingbourne. And I live, and I can see the ground from my house, Tony. And yeah. I can, it's no, that's not an exaggeration. I can see the ground. And I've agreed to go. And I went with John and, and I spent, and I spent a, a month, six weeks, two months at Cray. Just the, 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 the pull of going back to Sheppey was, was too much. So I, so I left and went back to Sheppey because of the, because of the ground. And, and it was, it was just so close. And they were on the main pitch. So it was when Central Park was, you know, it was 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 full on. Oh, it was a great. It it was a fantastic. The dressing rooms were enormous, and it just. But it really appealed to me because it was so close to where I lived. It sure. was it was it was unusual. I've always travelled for football. You know, it's not been. A, I don't I don't mind travelling, but to have that on my doorstep was was real. Was a real lure for me at the time, and it, and and Sheppey as well. Sheppey were a good club, and they had good people behind them. There was uh, Peter Sharrock. And and obviously Barry was still there. I know Barry's not with us anymore. She's sad. Um, but it, they were good people and they had good supporters as well. So yeah, I I, I did like it, Sheppy. Sheppy was kind of for, for early on before they they ended up folding. That was kind of my go-to, you know, go to go to yeah. go to the club. Yeah, it's where you feel comfortable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they they did. Yeah, they 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 made me welcome there and. And I, I did, I did enjoy, I did enjoy myself there. And so, how long did you stay at Sheppey then? Well, well, so that would have been my that if if you with the, with the Cray part of it, that would have been my sort of third season with with Sheppey. Because I saw that saw that season out for them, and then in the summer, in that that summer, I think it was ninety eight, going in ninety eight ninety nine. They they um, a guy called Colin McBride rang me up. And Colin McBride was manager of Perfleet. They were a couple of leagues above the Kent League at the time. And they don't exist anymore, I don't think. I think they've, I think the clubs folded. So yeah, did it change? Yeah, I think they've gone, haven't they? And 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 I met with, with him and I met with Tommy South. And they persuaded me to go there, which was in the Ryman Premier at the time. And the Ryman Premier at the time wasn't, it wasn't below the conference. It, this was the league that was feeding the conference. It was quite a jump for me, Tony. It was brilliant. It was it was great. I had I had I had a good four months there, and they were really once again really friendly people. But it was it once again it was just a bit much for me. I think it, uh, it, although Tony, although I was doing okay, and no one was you know leaving me on the sidelines or anything like that, and no one was treating me like a like like I wasn't good enough. I didn't. I never thought I was good enough for them. I never did. They had people like Paul Allen playing for them. Remember Paul Allen? Paul Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Guy from the guy, youngest cup final player. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, and Martin Hayes. Wow. He used to play for Arsenal. Yeah, that's right. They, they, were, they were all playing. This will wait your lifetime. Um, I, 
the first time I ever saw me was was a was a preseason game, and the preseason game was against West Ham. Now West Ham do these preseason games, don't they? To a lot of clubs, I don't think anyone really knows who's going to play. Well, no one knew this night either. But when Frank Lampard and John Hartson started turning up, everyone had their phones out. And I'm walking into this dressing room and they've never seen me before. I hadn't even been training. And that was my first first time they'd seen me. <laughs> and I mean, I, I played second half. I came on second half and I was playing. I was up against, I don't know, Ian Pierce or someone enormous who won everything in the air. And somewhere along the line, we, we won a penalty. It wasn't me that won it, but I ended up being right next to the ball on the penalty spot. As I turned around with the ball in my hand to give it to sort of, you know, Darren Pitcher or another ex-pro yeah. who was playing, no one said a word. No one looked at me. No one did it. And I couldn't very well turn around and just throw the ball down. I had to take it and <laughs> I missed. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I thought you were going to tell me a fairy tale then. No, 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 no. no, no. That, that'd be too obvious. Luda McClosco saved it. It was a terrible penalty. I think oh, my, days, my days were numbered when that happened. Oh, he was a good keeper though, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was a good keeper, yeah. He played, the first, he played the second half and I think Shaka Hislop played the first half. I mean, it was just ridiculous. There were oh. thousands there. But it wasn't to start with, you know, they, they, these people were all sort of milled in once everyone got on their phones. Oh, everyone got on their phones, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they were all playing. So, wow. I, so anyway, so I, I signed for them and they were happy with me and, and the first game in the season comes along and I wasn't even in the squad. Not in the squad. And I'm scratching my head thinking, what, what my, you know, what's going on? And the manager brought me to one side and he said, well, we've got this player um, and he's, we, we didn't know he was going to get international clearance. And and he has, and he, he's playing. So I'm gonna. So I didn't even get change time. I stood and watched the game. Oh goodness me! I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, <laughs> it's different. It's different. It's a different world. And uh, yeah. uh, this this happened a few times. I mean, they 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 got me into the side eventually, and I scored a few goals. But if it, you know, eventually I kind of I run my call. I did it for I did it for three or four months, and and then in the end I, I didn't. I wanted to play. Yeah. Well, Mark Mundy, Mark Mundy tells a similar story to you in the sense really? that, yeah, he was playing in a side that was in the Southern League. He was at a very young age. I think he was about 19 or 20 or however old he was. He certainly wasn't in, you know, he wasn't a man as, as such. And he decided because he wanted to play football and he knew he wasn't quite good enough there, he just stepped back and he went and played for Thanet United. And then it, yeah. worked his way back. Then he played for Ramsgate, and then he, you know, in the end, he was he got back into the conference. So no, no, I, know. I was I was I was there with Muns when I was briefly at Margate, and right. <laughs> brilliant player, great, and, great a good, guy. And, a, and a good guy as well. Because he's he a really good guy, isn't he? He made me really welcome at Margate when I was there. All right, Steve. Well, we're at the we're at the stage where you've been at Perfleet. You've told a nice couple of little stories. I think we'll stop it there because we got part two coming up later on. So from Steve Marshall on the other end of a phone and me here at Belmont Banter, this is it, folks, for Steve Marshall, part one. But listen out for part two. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. Cheers, Steve. Cheers. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry 
specializing in optical fiber provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>